Hello, welcome back to the Nobody Else for this podcast. I am happy to report we have made it to the finale of January. This was the freaking longest month of my life. Um, not for any particular reason, not because anything bad happened. Thankfully, everything, you know, so far, more or less decent. As decent as it was. Um, but it has felt like four years. 2023 feels like a month and months ago. I would argue that January 2024 is the second longest month ever reported since March of 2020. Do you remember how March... Because, okay, not to bring up COVID again. I feel like we're just sort of getting out of it. Um, Although that's not true because everyone's getting COVID again. But I was thinking about that because I was like, January feels like such a long month. What other month has felt this long? Obviously, March 2020. And I think that's because... Which, I mean, we're barely a minute in and I'm already bringing up... I'm referencing pandemia theory... Um, but let's just go for it. I think it felt so long because when the whole, like the COVID, the COVID situation happens, like, I mean, we're coming up on four years. It's almost four years of COVID, which is nuts, but it happened like the middle of March. And I feel like that felt like the beginning of March. And then we had like a whole March to live through, but we only only had half a March to live through. You know when you say something and like it makes sense in your head and then you say it out loud and you're like, oh wait, that's kind of dumb. That's kind of what I'm having now, but you know what? Everything here is just, it's, it's just thoughts. I'm not really presenting um, data. I'm not, I'm not even saying that I'm correct in anything that I'm saying. It's just, it's just thoughts. So I hope everyone has had a great week. I hope your January year has gone great. Um, I can't believe we have to do 11 more months of 2024. I feel like we've already knocked out at least the first quarter, the first Q, so to speak. Um, I believe we're entering, mm, we're entering late winter, which for whatever reason, the weather here can't decide what it wants to be. First, it's in the negatives, negative 12. Then it's in, it's like positive 12, which is like, what is that? Like 20? No. Uh, Okay, wait. Negative 12 to positive 12. What is the math on that? 12 times 2, which is like a 24 degrees difference within weeks. Like, how is that normal? How is that normal? But I guess it is. I guess we just have to live amongst it. Um, But yeah, so we're entering late, I guess... What would be the comparison? February is the November of the winter. So, also, I think I talked about this last year, but it is a leap year, which I did a a tad more research and can confirm that a leap year happens every four years, not every seven. For whatever reason, I was under the impression that it was every seven years. I don't don't know what to tell you there. Wait, I think it might be a Thursday. I think February 29th might be a Thursday. It is. Oh, that's so exciting. That means that we will release, if all goes to plan, we will release an episode of the Nobody Asked for This podcast on February 29th. How fun. Some podcasts have to be four years old to release an episode on February 29th. I 
and the, I and the Nobody Else This Podcast will only be two years old. One and a half, even. So exciting. Can't wait. Um, I'm feeling a sneeze coming on. Okay, nope, it passed. I don't think there's much worse than having to sneeze and not being able to. Like, it's the worst. It's, it's top 10 worst things that can ever happen. You know, minus a few, a few, you know, of the, of the major ones. But you know what I mean? Like, thinking like, okay, here comes a sneeze and then it doesn't come is so disappointing. And I have to say, I've always kind of been an old man sneezer. Like, I was in grade two or three being like, ah, you know, where some people, and then I would hear other people go, like, hmm. and I'm like, like I, di- I didn't even know to say, bless you. I didn't know to do that because it didn't sound like a sneeze. I said, did your chair squeak? Is there a, is there a, a mouse in the classroom? Like, I didn't, I didn't know to think that that was a sneeze because I just grew up, like, throat burn, chest, like a little tingly, like, harsh, evacuate the premises sneeze. Kind of like the, um, is it the Mucinex commercial? Like, where the, the monster, like, the green monster comes out, but then also merge that with the um, Scrubbing Bubbles commercial, which I think is my favorite uh, brand name of anything. If anyone who doesn't know, Scrubbing Bubbles, I believe, is some sort of like a, like a detergent or like a, not a detergent, like a, like a toilet bowl cleaner. Let me just double check, Scrubbing. Scrubbing Bubbles. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a toilet cleaning brand. And the commercials, for anyone who hasn't seen the Scrubbing Bubbles commercials, I don't know why you wouldn't have seen the Scrubbing Bubbles commercials. Because um, I, I do watch them to fall asleep. But it's these little bubbles that have faces, and they talk to each other, and they, like, like swirl around. They, like, circle the drain of the toilet, and then, I guess, flush, and then live a great life. I don't know. It's kind of like that movie Flushed Away, which I believe was like a claymation, like one of those movies where they have like the actual, like it's not animated, but kind of, like it's not live action, but they have like the clay figures that they move a millimeter and then like take a picture and then put the whole thing together. I can't imagine that that was someone's first choice on how to make a movie, especially now that we could probably just get the robots to make a an animated 3D thing that looks like it was clay. Like, I, I'm pretty sure that there's no movies being made like that, but I do re- respect the art. So let me just do some quick Googling. Flushed away. Because Google really is the, the co-host of this situation. Um, yeah, okay. Flushed away was a movie from 2006. Okay, that lines up with my existence um it was stop motion yeah i can't actually remember what i was confirming something i think they lived in a toilet did they live in a toilet do you ever think of movies that you used to watch when you were younger and then think that like you're like did i make that up like did that movie exist or i think more so what i do is i'll like combine movies or in this instance, I'll combine the commercial for Scrubbing Bubbles with Flushed Away, the movie, the Claymation 2006 animated classic. 
And I'll just combine the two together. And then for the rest of time, in my mind, those two are the same thing. When really, they have nothing to do with each other. Except the fact that there's like flushing involved. It is funny how the brain works. Memory is such a weird thing. Because I feel like there are things that I... I'm like, no, I 100%. I, I've seen this m- movie a thousand times. Like, this is how this scene goes or whatever. And then you watch it and you're just wrong. <laughs> and it's like, what? And then you start thinking of every argument you've ever gotten in over like what you think you saw. And you're like, maybe I didn't see that. Like you really, you just really never know. I actually took a class in school. I can't remember what type of school, but it was, um, what type of school? What like, what the class was, or if it was high school or, or after, but they pretty much said like, your memory is BS. Like I, and I think I have a very active imagination uh, which helps me in some ways, and I think hinders me in the fact that I remember, th- and I think, I'm, I think I have such a good memory. So I'm like, no, I remember this. And it's like, no, you remember like what your brain thought you saw. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is I sat in a classroom one time, and the, the instructor basically said that I'm, I'm stupid and not to be trusted. And you know what? They might be onto something. So if you relate to this... Um, or I guess what I'm asking you to take away from this whole nonsense of flushed away scrubbing bubbles is one, watch, watch Flushed Away, although maybe it's not a good movie because I haven't seen it in probably 15 years, probably more. Uh, oh, no, wait, I guess 2006. Has it even been out 15 years? Mm, okay, just over. Yeah, this is probably 15 years. Um, also, the second takeaway would be question everything. Speaking of questioning everything, uh, which actually, this has nothing to do with questioning everything, but I was laying in bed the other day and I come fall asleep as usual and I had a thought and it was, it was a thought that confirmed why I do this podcast because I think I need a place to let these types of thoughts exist um, because no one wants to hear it. <laughs> otherwise so it's like let me just record it in a file on and then that no one's gonna listen to and put it on the internet where minimal people will listen to it but it just it came to me in a flash and I've never felt more right about something in my life I don't know if I've talked about it on this the episodes before but for whatever reason the past two or so years everything has become spicy dill pickle flavored every chip Every, every burger at every restaurant now has a spicy dill pickle flavor. Um, every dip is spicy dill pickle flavored. Um, I, I saw candles that were spicy dill pickle flavored. I think they should make socks that are spicy dill pickle flavored. Um, I would probably get on board to purchase stock in toilet paper. Like if Cottonelle wanted to do spicy dill pickle flavored, like whatever. Everything is spicy dill pickle flavored, which I enjoy the, I, I enjoy spicy. I enjoy dill pickle. I remember the first time I heard the word spicy dill pickle. I said, this is genius. I think it was a Miss Vicky's situation. I said, Vicky, you've done it again. Everyone knows her chips are the best. The jalapeno Miss Vicky. Ooh, okay. The jalapeno Miss Vicky's, but then also the jalapeno um, kettle. Is it just called kettle? The, the brand, the kettle brand chips. Those are really good too. So it's, it's going to be a tie. But in the spicy dill pickle lane, I believe Vicky got there first. And then everyone else copied. 
But recently, I've noticed that there's been a new spicy dill pickle. And its name is Hot Honey. Hot Honey has taken over. It's taken over the restaurants. It's taken over just the aisles of the grocery store. Every, every grocery store sells their own Hot Honey. Like, you know how grocery stores will have, like, they'll sell different brands, but then they'll have their own, like, in-store brand, I guess, or whatever. And then, which which is so funny about that is they always have, like, their in-store brand. And then they have, like, a premium version of their in-store brand named something fancy, like, I don't know, what sounds fancy, like souffle or something. And it's the same thing repackaged for two more dollars. Don't fall for it, people. But... They all have hot honey in regular version and the souffle edition. So I don't know what happened. Everything is hot honey. Who is deciding we need to make everything the same flavor? And I like hot honey. I think I got hot honey like three or four years ago. Like I, I don't want to say I started it, but like I was there early, you know? If I wasn't the, if I wasn't the first person in the door at the Black Friday sale, I was still like in the lineup before the store opened if that makes sense. I was like toward the back, but I was there. So just for the record, but yeah, everything's coming up hot, honey. Burgers, jam, chips. Um, honestly, probably like, like a soft drink company will get in on the hot honey. I'm just saying, and I actually think, I was thinking about this. I think hot honey probably has more legs because in terms of like a, it taking off because like, spicy dill pickle is a seasoning, but hot honey can also be a condiment. So, like, you can, you could get, like, a side, like, you could be at Subway and, and probably say, like, I'll have hot honey. Whereas you couldn't really get a spicy dill pickle, which I think will take it across the finish line. And again, I'm not, like, I'm not complaining. I like, I like hot honey. I like spicy dill pickle. But, like, why did all of a sudden everyone decided that every last thing had to be Spicy dill pickle and then hot honey. And also, just to just to just to go on a roll here, not to complain, but like when something is marketed as spicy, they never make it that spicy, which I get the idea is like, okay, if we make it so spicy, then you know, people who don't like spicy won't order it. But I'm pretty sure if you're someone who doesn't like spicy, you're not gonna order something that's is called spicy anyway. So like you might as well just make it really spicy because the people that do like spicy order the things that are called spicy and then find them not that spicy. I don't think I said spicy enough. But you know what I mean? Like if we're doing it, let's do it. If not, like let's not because the people, like no one who doesn't like spicy is gonna say, oh, let me give it a try. Especially when burgers are like $7. Like if this was, you know, back in the day, so I've heard, when you could get a cheeseburger for a quarter, you know, then you could, you could, you could tempt fate, but you're not going to, you know, take out a loan to try the hot honey cheeseburger when you probably already know that you don't like spicy. So it's like, if it's going to be spicy, let's make it spicy. If not, we'll just call it honey. I'm sure people would like that. Actually, while we're on the topic of fast food, um, it happened. It happened again. I believe they told us it wasn't going to happen again. And it happened again. Oh, I actually have a very exciting update. That is exciting for me. Maybe not for anyone else. That isn't me, but um, I'll say it anyway. Um, But back to what I was saying, what is the thing that happened again that they said probably wouldn't happen again is that the McRib is back. 
If anyone doesn't know, the McRib is a... Um, I don't know if it was ever a permanent menu item at McDonald's, but they've, they've brought it back and then taken it away and then I think said they would never bring it back again because I think the last time it came back, they said this was the last time that it was coming back and now it's back. And I, I'm obviously going to try it. I th- I've definitely tried it before. I'm not a huge rib person, which I don't think is a problem because it's probably not like, probably doesn't taste like rib. Let's find like what they're telling. I'm going to find the write-up of like what they're telling us this is. Let's see. Okay, it's back after a 10-year hiatus. Me, when I quit the everything, then nobody asked for this podcast and then get bored in 10 years. Okay, just kidding. I'm here for life. The McRib starts with seasoned, and this is from right off the website, so straight from the horse's mouth. (laughs) Hopefully that's the only horse involved in the McRib. The McRib starts with seasoned boneless pork, sure, dipped in a tangy barbecue sauce. I was thinking the other day, like, or not the other day, just this afternoon, how much I love barbecue sauce. It's the best. It is good every time. You can't beat it. Like, have you ever had a bad barbecue sauce? No. Have you ever had, like, decent barbecue sauce? And then, like, amazing barbecue sauce? Yes. But the scale of, of quality of barbecue sauces starts at decent. Whereas the scale of most sauces starts at expired mayo. So, barbecue sauce is, like, top five condiment. Um, so, yes. It's dipped in tangy barbecue sauce, topped with slivered onions, okay, and tangy pickles. Now, there's nothing a McDonald's pickle can't fix. I would eat just, I would drink the juice of a McDonald's pickle. Interestingly enough, they look almost, um, let's just put it like this. I would love to see the cucumber that a McDonald's pickle comes from, and then I'll, I'll expand further, but I, I, I just have questions. Um, I actually think I would be such a good candidate to like, like take me to the factory, show me where you make the things. Like at this point I've, I eat McDonald's like not all the time, but like I would eat it all the time. I've eaten it all my life. Like you could pretty much tell me anything. Like you could be like, they put, um, you know, like glue in their McNuggets. And I'd be like, Oh cool. Like, can I have a honey mustard with that? Like at this point, the McDonald's keep doing what you're doing. Honestly, like I have nothing against you, truly. Um, where did okay? Yeah, tangy pickles, all served on a toasted home style bun. Okay, the use of the word home style is extremely confusing to me, and this is not just a McDonald's issue. This is a global issue. Like, what does that mean? Home style. I I mean I mean it sounds like they're trying to say that it's homemade. But like, I don't, I don't, I don't make that. Like, I don't think anything that comes at a fast food kitchen is like home. And that's, and that's precisely why we buy it. Actually, I take that back sometimes and I'm going to, I'm going to call them out Wendy's. Sometimes it tastes like your burgers are frozen, (laughs) frozen from Costco. That's home style cooking to me. I actually do like Wendy's. So it's nothing against Wendy's, but, but it's, a, it's a little bit like this, the whole square situation that they have going on. For anyone who doesn't know their burgers are square, um, I, that seems like, like that seems fake. Like, wh- why does it have to be square? 
And they, like, advertise that they're square. And I think they also advertise that they're never frozen. But, like, again, I have questions. Take me to the factory. Like, honestly, any fast food chain that wants me wants to invite me to their, like, factory plant where they make the food, I won't even tell anybody. Like, I won't run back to the Nobody Asked for This podcast and, like, spill all your secrets. I don't care. I'll still eat your food. I, I have never felt more um, seen than when I read a news article. And I think this is real. I don't think I made it up in my memory, but who knows. I read a news article that said that someone sued Chipotle because they got, like, really bad E. coli poisoning from, I guess, their Chipotle bowl. But then what they sued for wasn't money. They sued for free Chipotle for life. Which, like, I, I respect. Like, I can only admire that move. Like, you could have asked for anything. Chipotle is this huge company. And you said, give me free Chipotle for life. Which, that investment is only becoming better, I guess, because with inflation, that, that return on investment is only, is, is, no, in the reds is bad. In the green, in the, what's the opposite of in the red? What's the opposite? I'm, I'm Googling if you didn't know. What's the opposite of in the red? Okay, I spelled in the ref, so that's probably why nothing came up. In the black. Yeah, so your, your ROI is in the black. I don't know if that's a proper sentence, but anyway. Um, yeah, so the McRib, I'll try it again. I'll try anything twice. I'm a little suspicious of the home styleness of your bun um, and would just like to know where you source your pork, but the tangy barbecue sauce, you can sign me up for that any day of the week. What else? Oh, the exciting update I wanted to share was I talked about probably a month ago how I thought that I had missed the candy cane fudge McFlurry the second year in a row. I was certain after Christmas it would be gone. I thought, you know, I just, I didn't make it to the drive-thru in time. I had contemplated maybe ordering a hot fudge sundae and then bringing my own candy cane bits that I like had crushed up in a, in a Ziploc and then just kind of sprinkled over. Hopefully that would provide the same effect. But I went the other day and they had it. So I was able to try the Candy Cane Fudge McFlurry. And can I just say, it was, it was delightful. Now, I didn't want to like it too much because I'm pretty sure, like, its days are numbered, if you know what I mean. So I didn't want to love it too much. So I kept my, I kept, I kept the whole experience at, like, probably a seven for my own sanity. Um, but yeah, it was pretty good. But, but I, I can confirm, like, I think you could make it with a hot fudge sundae and your own. Like, I guess you probably can't buy candy canes in February, which it will be February when you listen to this. Happy February. We made it. Hopefully. There's still a couple hours left of January because it's the longest month ever. But, yeah, you could probably get, like, those, like, circle peppermints and make your own candy cane fudge McFlurry. I actually think that's what I want to do better at in 2024. I would like to make make my own stuff when possible, like food, for example. You know, I, do I have to buy a bagel from Tim Hortons every day? No. I could go to Costco and buy a pack of bagels and a brick of cream cheese and do the same thing. Now, arguably, you can't, because if anyone has gotten a bagel from Tim Hortons, you know they put 
I think one and a half whole bricks of cream cheese per bagel. So really, if you ever, if it ever gets to a point where like cream cheese is so expensive, get a $2 bagel from Tim Hortons and you'll get, you'll get a gift with purchase. You'll get your brick of cream cheese and you'll get an actual, like the bread part of the, I guess the bagel part of the bagel. Bagels are so good. I don't know. Like all these, like a, like a, like a, like a, just a regular bread or a croissant or a bagel or a brioche. Like, I don't know the, a pretzel, a soft pretzel. I don't know what the difference is between all of these things and who had to figure that out. It's similar to how I couldn't tell you the difference between like a cappuccino and a latte, but whoever did, I mean, you're just, you're figuring out the ratios to create different bread. I mean, a bagel is perfect. It's the perfect formula. It has like, not the crunch, like in in a toasted bagel, everything bagel toasted with plain cream cheese. I have to say, that's my, that's my order. Or you do the four cheese bagel toasted with plain cream cheese or, or, or you do the jalapeno. Ooh, I think, yeah, okay, the jalapeno. If you can get a jalapeno bagel, I would do that. Because like I was saying before, nothing at a fast food restaurant is that spicy because they don't want to make it so that no one could have it. But again, the, the, the flaw in their logic is that if you don't like spicy, you're not going to order spicy, so they might as well just make it spicy. I hope the fast food people are listening because I've asked two things of them. One... Make spicy, spicy. Two, invite me to the factory. I'll be fine with even one of those things happening. Selfishly, I wish it would be the, the latter. But if I'm, you know, trying to be one with the people, hopefully it's the former so the spicy people can get what they're, what they're, what they're seeking. But I'll let you pick. Fast food higher-ups who may or may not be listening. But what I was about to say is I don't love a flavored cream cheese. I don't really love like a like a garlic cream cheese. Actually, I had a dill cream cheese recently that was pretty good. So maybe I just don't like a herb like a urban garlic. I don't love. I like the idea of a fruity cream cheese, but sometimes it's like, what am I supposed to put this on? It's it's a little bit too close to you know when you buy like a tray of fruit at the um, supermarket. And then it has that hole in the middle because it's probably the same tray that the people use to make the veggie trays where they put the ranch in the middle. So then sometimes they put that dip and it's like cream cheese and icing sugar. Which again, so much better an idea. Like the idea is perfect. And then you open it and it's just this like runny, like not really cream cheese, but like a little bit less sugar than just straight up sugar, if you know what I mean. Either way, not a huge fan. So I don't often buy like a fruit-flavored cream cheese, which is what I want everyone to come away with um, from this episode today. If you know nothing else about me, if you leave here having learned nothing, know that I don't often buy fruit-flavored cream cheese. And I'm extremely glad that um, I'm able to set that record straight today. I can put my head on my pillow tonight knowing that I made the world a better place because I've released that information. Quick tidbit before we leave. I think last episode I talked about how I thought I was buying the movie Oppenheimer and then three weeks later a package showed up to my door of a book and I had accidentally ordered the script of Oppenheimer. I have since read said script. Um, it was decent. I'm going to be 100% honest. I 
had obviously, well, I don't know if this is obvious, but like, I don't think it's very common. Like I had never read a script before. So it was a little bit confusing for me to like remember who the people were. Okay, that's not true. The only time I've read a script is when I was in the play in grade six. And I'm going to be fully honest with you. I just read my lines, which unfortunately in my mind at the time were far fewer, (laughs) few and far between. Uh, And I thought I needed more lines. Uh, So I really sort of boycotted the whole everyone else's lines. I'm like, I'm not sitting here wasting time reading your lines. Like I have to learn my lines. And meanwhile, I have like five sentences that I need to memorize. Um, all of that to say, it was it was decent. I would be interested now to watch the movie. Um, but as we have established, I don't have the best memory. So I, I actually couldn't tell you what happened. I think, I think there was a plot twist. And I say I think because I saw some headline or something, like something alluding to like the plot twist in Oppenheimer. And I was like, oh, what's the plot twist in Oppenheimer? And it's like, well, I read the I read the movie, so I should I should probably be able to tell you the plot twist, but I can't. So I'm gonna read it again. <laughs> and by that I mean I'm just gonna watch the movie. But anyway, I just know everyone was on the edge of their seats waiting for that update. Uh, and I'm I'm again happy to give it to you. So I don't buy fruit flavored cream cheese, and I thought the script of Oppenheimer was decent, albeit confusing. But I think the confusion part was a was a me problem because again I'm not. I'm not a filmmaker yet. I I hopefully still have time. Lots of knocking on wood this episode. Um, Well, anyway, I'm going to let you go. I hope you have a great start of February. If you're listening to this after February, I hope your February was good. Um, If you don't, if you never listened to this at all, then I, I still hope, I still wish you the best. And yeah. If you would like to hear more of the Nobody Asked for This podcast, you can go to podcastnobodyaskedforthis.podbean.com, which I'm 99% sure is the correct uh, website link. I haven't checked in a while. Um, And sometimes when I don't check, I say it wrong. Like there was for sure like a 20 episode streak in the middle where I was saying like it backwards. Now, I don't think that's the reason why I have minimal listeners, so... Just we're moving forward with that, but I'm pretty sure that's the right URL. URL. Um, on there, you can find our uh, Apple podcast link or Spotify link. You can, I think you can just listen to the opposite episodes on there. We're also on YouTube. Um, and yeah, I hope everyone has a great day. We're almost at the weekend. And yeah, see you later.